1: People might come at me for it, you know, and I was
0: a little bit reluctant to even say it myself. I know I texted you before the podcast. is like, you think I'm going to get flagged for this? But is it time to sell Damian Pierce? You know, I, I'm not saying that he didn't look good, but I'm just taking all things considered, you know, the idea is moving forward. And I know he's excellent. You know, PFF loves him. You know, he had the most broken tackles in that one game, two weeks, two or three weeks ago. And he looked, he looks really good. He's a young r- running back that looks like a star, but this is an offense that has scored just seven touchdowns in the last four weeks. And three of those touchdowns came against the Chargers four weeks ago. The past four, what's it called? past three weeks, they scored four touchdowns. He was en route to a 6.8 PPR point fantasy performance last week before a complete garbage time touchdown. Complete. It was with 13 seconds on the clock, he scored a receiving touchdown. So not only was it a rushing touchdown, it was a receiving touchdown. really pumped up his performance. Um, and he's got a tough up- upcoming schedule. You know, he's got Philly tomorrow night and the Giants are on deck the next week. Washington is suddenly resurgent, and their front isn't any, anything to sneeze at. You know, I know Damian Pierce looks really good, but this Texas offense does not look good at all. And now there's even more trouble and drama going on with Brandon Cooks who put out that cryptic tweet. The passing offense hasn't been there. They're going to be in negative game scripts almost every single week. I don't see how, you know, Damian Pierce is going to be able to maintain a solid workload these next four weeks or, you know, beyond. I think if you're trying to make a playoff push, you might be kind of screwed if you try to hang on to Damian Pierce here in the negative game script these next three weeks. That's a, what I'm assuming will be the next three weeks that will be negative game scripts. I think that Damian Pierce looks really good. He is a very good running back, but you know if you're playing the end game and you're trying to get to the playoffs to make this push, he might be expendable for you.
1: Zach. Zach. I'm yes. buying Damian Pierce. I'm yep. buying him. I'm not just I'm not just not selling them. I'm buying them. I feel like this is a little bit of an opportunity here. Okay. We had a little bit of opportunity over the past two weeks. You know, he still had two very good, you know, from a fantasy box score perspective, right? 14 PPR points, 15.7 PPR points over the last two weeks. You know, not great. Okay, in terms of like last week, 15 for 35. Tennessee was a tough matchup. We knew that coming in. Okay. The difference from last week. Here's what happened. After the bye in week – what week was last week? Week eight? Six. They had a bye week in week six. six. Bye. Yeah. Yep, week six. They came back after the bye. The passing game work, the 2 minute offense went to Ogon Bawale in week seven. In week eight, guess who it went to? Damian Pierce. Dun-dun-dun. So You're hyping the, up the guy that put up 14 offense. fantasy points. <laughs> yes. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he this is the first this is the first game of the entire season this past week where he got the two-minute offense. The entire all, all all of those snaps. And that's huge. But what that means is that he's an every down back. If it continues, right? Like this is one this is a one game sample size. But the fact that they took that job away from Rex Burkhead last week and I mean, on week seven, and then they shifted that work over to Damian Pierce the week after tells me that like It's not Rex Burkhead's job anymore, at least. Right? So this is a situation where I'm like, okay. Like, uh, you know, the Philly game before Thursday. It's a tough matchup on paper. Buy him before then. And I'm not saying that because I want to have a running back against a bad team. But because people are more willing to trade you a running back if they have a tough matchup coming up. On top of that, it's a Thursday night game. On top of that, everyone... Assumes, and I, I probably assume this too, that the Eagles are going to destroy the Texans on Thursday night, right? Yeah. Um, but hey, if he has the two minute offense, if he has the passing down work, if he's on the field on third downs when they're passing the ball and he's running the routes, he might get some extra targets, even against Philly. So I'll be okay with it. He might have a decent floor, a higher floor than we think he does. You know, I don't think it's going to be very often where he's going to average 2.33 yards a carry, right? Since week one, Four point six yards of carry, four yards of carry, ten yards of carry, four yards of carry, four point six yards of carries. So, I think he'll be all right for the most part. You know, we mentioned the you know the schedule to Philly next week, Giants the following week is a good matchup for him. Washington the following week after that, you know, not as good, but overall, like I think the Texans can potentially like at least move the ball a little bit against Washington. Um, You know, Miami, similar thing where I feel like Miami will go up. So this is a situation where yes, the Texans offense is bad. However, if he's going to get that passing down work, if he's going to get the 2 minute work, his value just went up. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear. And, and you
0: have valid points. I think my points are pretty valid too. And the way I I'm looking so. at the way I'm looking at it is I'm looking at more, you know, it's not so much in a vacuum, just looking at the matchups. I'm looking at it your team moving forward. If you're like me in one of my leagues, I'm 3 and 5. I have Damian Pierce. I might be looking to sell him because like I said, these next few games are games you're going to need to win. And this stretch run that's going to be it's going to be tough for Damian Pierce, I think. Even though you said he does have a nice floor, mm-hmm. maybe if he gets that two minute work, it's the first week that it happens. So I want to see if that sticks. But I'm yeah. happier, you know, selling his value is still high right now. If he didn't score that touchdown last week, it would be a little bit lower. But he's kind of masking the fact that you know Texans' offense is really bad by producing still despite that in fantasy. So his, yeah. his value is still very high. You know, you could you don't want to call. I don't think he's an RB one, but you know, I think he's a solid RB two. And that you could get really good return for him. If you pair him with somebody like um, a Tyler Boyd, you could go get yourself a nice starting running back. I, I think a low end RB one, maybe a guy like Leonard Fournette even at this point. And I, I know I'm higher on Leonard Fournette than maybe you are, but um, I, yeah. I, I'd be looking at that type of deal.
1: Guess who I'm trading Leonard Fournette for? Damian I'm Pierce. trading Leonard Fournette one for one for with Damien Pierce. Really? Okay. That's interesting. I'm buying, okay. yeah. that, buying, buying Damien Pierce one for one with Leonard Fournette. We're polar opposites. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This, yep. this is exactly what we're looking for. um so uh let's see let's see i i I didn't have like anybody else that you know i you know this episode was really just about the trades but a couple of guys that you might want to consider buying okay uh travis Etienne. you know obviously you know it's his backfield it might on paper on on the surface maybe like wait what like how can you buy him
0: it will not be a buy low only had one big game
1: it it won't be a buy low it's a buy high it's a buy high it's not a buy low it's a buy where like just assume if you're buying that he's going to continue to have the games, the type of games that he had this past week, right? Where he only has like one 25 point game on his game log right now. Everything else is like under 20, but just going forward. Just assume that you're going to see like 20, 23, 25, 28. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it's going to be from now on. And he's going to be way, he's going to be impossible to buy, you know, in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't think he's impossible to buy right now where you can, you know, buy him as a low end borderline RB one meanwhile if this if his usage continues he's going to be a solid you know top seven running back for the rest of the season right yeah um let's see Jonathan Taylor listen man, I want to get your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor real quick. just just a quick thought on him um obviously you know we need to figure out like you know what his health is looking right like right are mm-hmm. you and we talked about the trade right the, the trade his trade value I mean I'm sorry we talked about his trade um his role in the trade his value went up assuming he's healthy. Right, like people don't want anything to do with Jonathan Taylor right now. Like I think that's the sentiment for the most yeah. part. So, are you taking advantage of that, just like how you taking advantage of it with DeAndre Swift? Yep, one hundred percent. And
0: I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast already with Jonathan Taylor. I'm not betting against him. I think he's going to get it right. He just has to get healthy. And I know we've been saying that for a couple of weeks. You know, he missed time and he's kind of left you out to dry if you drafted him. Especially, you know, if you're looking back. And you're looking at, you you took Jonathan Taylor over Christian McCaffrey, you know, things are looking bad. But I think Jonathan Taylor can get back to being Jonathan Taylor, especially now with Naeem Hines out of the picture. Like I said, if any of that receiving work goes to Jonathan Taylor, it's only going to help solidify his floor. So I think that it should, things should get back to normal with Jonathan Taylor. He should be back, you know, finishing inside the top 10 pretty safely um, these next few weeks. Just got to have him get healthy. And at this point, it doesn't look like the Colts are going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be contending in the games. They're going to be competitive, at least in games. So I think that you know, he's set up to succeed. I, I think even though things look bad right now, you know, you could take advantage of that, get get him at a relatively low price. He might not be the 53-point performance Jonathan Taylor of last season, but I think he can get back to being a really nice contributor for your team. An, a a low-end RB1 at worst, I think, is what um, I have in the cards if things go okay. how they should with his health.
1: Yep. He's not practicing today. Okay. Right. Uh, so pick up Deion Jackson. If Deion Jackson, it's only Wednesday, okay? It's possible that he ends up, you know, practicing on Thursday, practicing on Friday, he plays. But just in case I pick up Deion Jackson, we know what kind of big game he put up. Previously, it was a lot of it, it was because of the receiving game, obviously. And we don't yeah. know we, we don't know if, you know, he's going to get targeted the same way, you know, without Matt Ryan. However, it's worth picking him up and playing him if Jonathan Taylor misses this week because he probably will get an every down roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, especially without Nahima Hines as well. Yeah. We kind of saw that, you know, uh, before this season, right? All right, let's see. Anybody else, um, you know, Amara St. Brown, still very viable. We talked about him multiple times over the past couple of weeks. You know, he had a, a, you know, very high target share in this game, you know, relatively low depth of the target. He, he didn't, you know, go crazy in this game. He didn't score a touchdown. So you still have a chance to buy him. You still have a, a top six, seven, eight, you know, fantasy wide receiver one okay just do it yeah. if you can all right one guy you had you had one more yeah. buy or sell who'd you have a buy and
0: i'm talking oh, about t sorry. higgins Yeah, t higgins oh. i think you look at it yeah i think this is a pretty easy buy you know in, in my book i was looking through you know just players overall how they're doing and trying to decide who i was gonna say buy sell this looks like an easy buy the game log these past three weeks is working completely in your favor because he hasn't topped Uh, 15 points in a game yet but he also hasn't gone below 10 points he's been consistently middling as a receiver and that's not what you'd expect with jamar chase out we've seen him do his thing without jamar chase um i I think that t higgins you know it was an uncharacteristic bad performance against performance against cleveland and he still came out you know with a respectable fantasy showing uh if you had t higgins he has missed some time this season too so he's been on and off for you the inconsistency has been there um I think the buy window is wide open, especially with Jamar Chase still slayed to miss some time. Um, he has an excellent four-week stretch coming up with games against Carolina, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Kansas City. You know, a bunch of easy defensive games and a bunch of shootouts. You know, Kansas City and Tennessee might be a good one. Um, majority of those will be without Chase in lineup. They do have a buy mixed in there after the Carolina game in Week 10. Um, we're not exactly sure how long Chase is going to be out, but you can use that, you know, mystery against you. Here, T. Higgins might be against the guy that has him, you know. Here, T. Higgins might have um, like four or five games yet on the schedule with Jamar Chase out of the lineup. It's only going to be good news for him. Just capitalize on that pessimism surrounding their offense. Um, I'm not sure what kind of what kind of deal I would make for it, but you know, if I have DK Metcalf, maybe, and I want to upgrade, I, I would maybe shoot for T. Higgins because we've seen Joe Burrow. He cooled off after two straight really good weeks, but I think they could get back to that. They've been you know a bit bipolar this this season on offense. Uh, the Bengals have, so we'll see if that continues to be the trend but those games where they have where the Bengals offense looks right you know the upside for these guys is through the roof.
1: Cleveland was a tough matchup to be honest with you and you know I, you know, the hopes were, were there but like if he didn't have a good game on monday night i wasn't going to be surprised and the fact that he didn't have an amazing game i wasn't surprised to be honest with you because it was a tough matchup and you know cleveland you know is, is nothing to sneeze at especially on the perimeter right they've been doing a good job um against perimeter wide receivers and and against the slot too so n- neither of these guys were able to have a huge game uh they have carolina this week which is a much better matchup they go into a bye that pittsburgh very good matchup tennessee very good matchup kansas city very good matchup so you know like if 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 jamar Chase is going to be out for the next several weeks I think Higgins can come through for you pretty nicely. So yeah. I, I think that I think that's a good call. I think we're gonna end it here. Uh that was a great episode, Zach. Um yeah. Thanks to everybody who listened. Appreciate you guys. Um, I hope this helps kind of break down all the trades and you know, hopefully you'll be able to make some uh make some moves uh, you know, this week bef- you know, before you go into week nine officially tomorrow. Tomorrow we're gonna be back with our quarterback and running back rankings. We're gonna preview Thursday night football as well. All right. Take it easy, guys. See you later. Peace.